Rappaport. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper with you. Roman Avila as well. Tony Wink. PJ Duran with the week off. At Cooling Camp on vacation in a beautiful New York City. Our contributors on the program include Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson. Jack and Leanne DeLeon are our producers. Our guest list is a who's who. Chris Fillmore, Kenny Coolbeth, Jared Meese, Ben Kelly, Kyle Cunningham, and Cam Bobier. And uh, I've got to stop uh, the normal introduction here. Uh, it was last Saturday. Um, I, was, uh, I was in what clinton iowa doing a fight sunday morning at six i get a phone call saying that my friend larry cotler had died i said now what because i wasn't in des moines he was and the rain came and visited des moines to the tune of five inches and up north and maxwell and areas like that got 10 inches or more devastating torrential downpours caused flash flooding my friend Larry Kotler and his beautiful wife, Deb, were caught in a flash flood. They were told to get out of their van. The van was filling with water, and uh, they desperately needed to find higher ground. So they got out as instructed. Deb made it to a tree. Larry did not. Larry went under the water, not to be seen again for four hours. Uh, our friend Keith Murphy at news, uh, excuse me, uh, Channel 13 Sports uh, Sound Off Sunday night um, gave a, a wonderful observation of the man and his career, the man in his life, the man in his family. Let's take a listen to Keith Murphy from Sunday Sound Off. Larry Kotler greeted everyone with a big smile and a warm hello. He was happy, happy at work, happy in life. And it's clear, Cotman got it right. The tributes keep coming. Kotler was voice of the Bulldogs, talk show host, even author. But that's not the first thing friends and colleagues recalled. They said Larry was nice. A good guy. Larry treated a barnstormer's bench warmer the same as he did Dick Vitell. In Kotler country, everyone deserved kindness. That's civility too often lacking in our increasingly polarized world. Larry did not have a luxurious lifestyle. He worked long hours, logged thousands of miles, often for low pay. Larry did it for love of the game and never complained. Jobs would go away, but Cotman would not. He'd find another one, do whatever it took to turn on that microphone and welcome another big name from the biggest Rolodex in sports. He was a cool host in a hot take world. You know how Larry spent one of his final days? Umpiring a high school doubleheader in 100 degree heat. He loved being around sports, any sports, not just marquee events. Recently, Larry battled prostate cancer, but he did not hide it. He smiled on his way to surgery and gave a thumbs up. Then when he saw friends of a certain age, like me, he urged us to get a screening. Larry Kotler died too soon in heartbreaking fashion. We feel for Larry's wife, Deb, and their grieving family. We're thankful for Larry's 66 years and the lesson he left behind. Be nice. Be nice indeed. And I know, Jack, you worked with him uh, for many years as well on our sister station, WHO, and elsewhere. But what is your 30-second take? Well, I will tell you, I got caught up in that situation Saturday night. Ooh, I was in the, the weather. I was in a town that, that got hit by 10 inches of rain. Okay. Leanne and I got home safe. And when I heard about, about Larry, my heart just, I, it broke my heart. Yeah. Because Larry was probably one of the nicest guys here. 
And now the second person of the two people that I started working sound off with, which was a radio show on WHO. That would be Mike Newell. and That would be Mike Newell. Those two were the nicest to me, taught me how to run a talk show. And actually, Larry's the one that taught me how to deal with people who were not pleasant. Right. You know, and that was Larry. You know, figure out a nice way how to say thanks and we'll move on. But that's my thoughts. And, I, and my heart goes out to Deb and the family, and we're going to miss him. I know you're going to be at the Barnstormers game, the bowl game on Saturday yep. night as we pay tribute. Uh, and we appreciate that. Thank you very much uh, to our listeners for affording me the time uh, for uh, this uh, personal send off. And Jack joins in, but uh, we appreciate that. Uh, friends are friends, sports aside. We still are living on this planet, this blue ball that we call Earth, for a very short period of time, and man, did his candle burn bright. All right, let's go to our very first guest. Uh, he's leading the Moto America Superbike Series as they head into the championship of the Utah Round, July 20th through the 22nd. One of our faves, Cameron Bobier. Cam, how are you, bud? I'm doing good, guys. Man, I'm, I'm really sorry for your loss. Mm. It's, uh, thank you so much. I did not want to start the show on a negative. It was more about saluting him. Um, no, it was good. It was good to hear, hear the tribute. Yeah. So that was cool. Okay. Sometimes I think in the world of sport, we forget that we're real. Our athletes are real. Their families hurt. And um, if one of my riders go down, goes down, my first uh, inclination is, gosh, I want him to be okay when he gets up. I don't care about the equipment. I don't care about anything else. I just want my rider to be healthy, no matter the discipline. Just let Cam get up or whoever, Kyle or Ben or whoever. Just let them get up and be healthy and continue to chase the dream, and that is to live life to the fullest. And Cam, it seems like you are living life to the fullest right now, heading into the championship at the Utah Round, July 20th and 22nd. How are you feeling physically? I appreciate it. Uh, you know, pretty good. The season got off to, you know, a little slow start, kind of like the last few seasons I've had, uh, especially last year. But, um yeah, it seems like we we kind of we found that second gear and we're we're just clicking away. Um, Road America went really good. We were able to win both races and then followed up at Laguna and win both races there. And uh, and we found our, ourselves in the points lead going into Laguna also. So right now we're we're feeling good. Um, the bikes working good. My uh, my Monster Energy Yamaha, Yamaha team, everyone, those guys are working so hard and uh, they're uh, you know trying to come up with something um every or in between every race back of the shop so so far so good cameron right now you uh right now we're halfway through the points you know of the motor america season you're leading tony by 29 29 is not huge um but it's good but it, <laughs> hey it's better than five yeah, right? right anyway is there a plan it's better than being on the back foot that's for sure. yeah exactly <laughs> any leads a, is a, is still a lead but, um, you know, what's the plan right now? Every ra just win every race? Are you starting to kind of think about a little playing it safe yeah. here and there? Or we, we just Yeah, you know, I kind of go back and forth, but I feel like I ride the best when, when I just kind of – when obviously the championship's always always going to be in, in the back of your head, but if I can just go out and, and uh, ride free and, and go try to win races, that's that's when I'm riding the best. and. Uh, I mean, we still have half a half a season left, so um, it's definitely it's definitely pretty early to to be being cautious and stuff like that. So uh, Utah coming up, uh, we kind of struggled there a little bit last year. Uh, so 
I'm I'm going into that into that with an open mind. We have our bike is is quite a bit different than it was there last year. So I'm um, going in with an open mind, hoping uh, to make the best of it. Um, but I think once Sonoma comes around and, and the rest of the season, it's crunch time. I think we'll be in a in a good spot. So uh, so yeah, I mean everything's been going pretty good. I, I changed up my my training program a little bit this year, uh, just trying to enjoy the time my time on dirt bikes a little bit more and uh, just getting some more riding in this year and uh, just trying to be a little more balanced, a little more gym work, a little, uh, little less bicycle, just kind of balancing everything out. So I'm just having fun, man. I'm, I'm uh, enjoying the process. So you, you said you switched up your, your training and that's, do you think that that, that that has, sorry, I'll spit it out. Do you think that that has really contributed to your, um, kind of finding your flow and, and everything else this season and, and how, you know, successful you've been. Yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I think just, just, uh, going in with a positive mindset into this season, uh, helped me, helped me quite a bit. And honestly, you know, uh, I mean, everyone's been there getting something taken away from you that, that you've had, you know, I, I had that number one plate for two years and it, getting it taken away from me didn't feel very good. And so I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get that thing back. And I know my team is too. So, uh, I I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun riding dirt bikes here at home. We've got some really good tracks here in Northern California, <laughs> Iron Marysville. And like, uh, we got Hangtown close by and I got some good people to ride with my little bro, uh, my little bro, Ezra. We've been going out and riding my buddy Keith and a couple others, my buddy Wyatt. So how old is uh, your brother, your brother? My brother is 17 now. Because you were born in, what, 92? I was born in, yeah, December 92, and uh, he's born in 2000, 2000. Yeah, he's a couple, yeah. couple years younger yeah, than you. Yeah, same year as my daughter. Now, so I've got to ask you about being a champion because I cover a lot of sports. Um, winning it once, okay, and the Dallas Cowboys of the 70s, early 80s could probably tell you uh, Miami Dolphins never really won it, but they had hellish seasons. Uh, San Francisco, et cetera. And in baseball, you know, most recently the Cubs, can they repeat? We don't know. We don't know. We'd like to think they can. But is it is it easier once you've been a champion to remount the box, or is there a certain frustration that goes with that? I mean, s- some people think that Ricky Carmichael, you know, just went out there and danced, but it, he, he put in the work. He put in the work yeah. enough that he hated it by the time he was set to retire. So, Cam, talk to me about being a two-time champ and trying to pick up a championship in 2018? I think um, I think it's definitely really good just going through the process and and uh, just telling or, you know, reminding myself I, I've done this before, I can do this, you know. Um, and also just having good people around me, you know, Zemke's won some championships and Hayes has won quite a few championships. So I got some good people around me. Uh, with a lot of advice that that can help me out with anything I need, and uh, but yeah, definitely just just having that in my back pocket, knowing knowing that I've done it, and uh, and just going and and taking it race by race. You know, the, yeah, it's it's, it's been get kind of spun out. Yeah, and, yeah it's, easy, it's easy to get spun out on uh, on just thinking championship championship, but the only way you're going to win championships if, is if you're uh, if you're going out and, and winning races. So at some point racing for a title uh gets it's almost like it's superseded by racing for a title and the money and the prestige and the fact that people fight over you 
okay? And I'm talking about sponsors. I'm talking about rides. I'm talking about teams, uh, media. Uh, you're in high demand. How do you how do you face that pressure being that dog? I mean, dude, you were on the stand, what, in 17, 12 times. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it, there's obviously pressure there and stuff, but um, when it's going good, it's great. When it's, <laughs> when you're struggling, your, your shoulders feel a little heavy, you know, but, uh, uh, that's what we live for. You know, I, I think, uh, I think we live for that pressure and, uh, and, uh, you know, winning those races and, and, uh, carrying that weight for the team and stuff like that. Like, that's what I live for. So. Right. It's good. It's good. Raw emotion. Okay. <laughs> Raw emotion. Roman Avila. We talk about what it takes to be that guy, and you can't care about anybody else on the track. And sometimes emotions boil over. Sometimes emotions uh, become prominent. Uh, Cam, you seem to keep them in check. You have an ability to keep them in check. And, and only a few times have I seen you really, you know, <laughs> blow off some steam, as it were. But um, <laughs> is, is that a challenge for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I say, I, I think a lot of the other, you know, a lot of the other top riders would say the same. You know, the friends for for off the track, obviously, you're going to give the guys respect on the track. But um, I mean, sometimes sometimes it gets physical and uh, and it's tough, man. It's it's uh, it's a battle. It's racing. Yeah, it's a battle. It's racing. It, it, like the top guys want that same thing. They want to win win races. They want to win the championship. And 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 we're all paid to to go out and, and put it on the line and and do the best, you know, and try to try to go get those wins and I mean I'm sure you guys caught a couple of the a couple of the, the dog fights this year. Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> me and Tony kinda of going at it and also hanging. So uh you know it, it's it gets tough but at the end of the day, um at the end of the day I respect I respect all those all those guys I'm sure. racing against. They're uh they're incredible racers and I mean and so there's always going to be some uh, some drama and some bar banging, and uh, and yeah. <laughs> All right, Cameron. No, go ahead. You, I know you've got a question. I do. I do. Okay. Just a quick one. All right. All right. So, <laughs> your super bike rookie teammate Garrett sitting fifth in the points right now. What? Yeah. How much are you guys working together? Are you guys doing a lot of, are you helping him on the track? Do you guys ride together? Are you guys training together? Or is it completely separate and you just see each uh, other on I the weekends? Say, I would say it's pretty separate just because, you know, he lives out in Texas and stuff, but I'd say we have a good relationship. We, I mean, we, uh, we were 600 teammates and stuff and, and, uh, and yeah, we do work together just like, um, you know, sometimes we compare data or whatever with, uh, with our data guys or something, uh, just kind of seeing what we're doing or, or if we're running different gearing or a different setup that's working, working at a track for, for him or for I, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think he's a really good rider and, and he's doing good so far for, for his first season. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's tough to transition from a 600 to a super bike. I feel like it starts off pretty good. Like you, you come out of the box with some speed and then you kind of hit a wall and then you got to, uh, it takes a little bit to get that that second step, but I think so far he's doing good. He's, gotten, he's put it on the box a couple times this year so far, and we're only halfway through the season, so uh, so far so good. What's the energy drink in the, in the pits for you guys? 
Monster Energy. Monster. I just want to make sure. Okay, so here's what I <laughs> would I, do. Did I hear Tom Halverson's guilty <laughs> <laughs> No, here's what I would do if I was if Tom Halverson were my teammate. Okay. In, in many ways, he is, but I'm talking about it in the pits. Uh, While he's not looking, I'm drinking half that Monster Energy drink of his, okay? I'm cutting down on his fuel capacity. I'm, 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 I'm taking some of that energy. I, I know he draws from that can. I don't care how many beers he buys me at the airport. It's not important. What matters is I want to be on the top of the box, but I still want him somewhere nearby. Right. right? you got to have him nearby and ready to go. Oh, damn right. Damn right. There's some love That's there, what right? he's there for. All right, so Laguna. All accounts, an amazing weekend, probably one that you're going to remember for a long time. You doubled up there. Um, that's got to be a confidence builder. Uh, is Laguna your favorite track? I appreciate that. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't say Laguna is my favorite track. I, I would say it might be my favorite event uh, just because the World Superbike guys get to come over and we get to you know kind of compare lap times and I get to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, but mainly, I just think it's such a cool. Uh, I just, I love the event just because my family and friends get to come out. It's a California and, uh, vibe, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. We get to go to dinner at night, and uh, and I got some family in SoCal that kind of, that drive up, and uh, a lot of family we, we don't see all the time. Just you know, live within an hour of me, so it's cool. Uh, they all get together and have a good time. We go out to dinner. My buddies come out, and uh, and it's cool. And Sonoma's Sonoma's similar too, but uh, Monterey's just got that vibe. You know, you get to go on Cannery Row at night, and uh, they shut the street down for the bikes and the and uh, the fans walking around. So it's pretty cool. I love that round. All right, uh, no, Chris Bishop's chiming in. Ask him about his goals for getting back to Europe if he wants to go. I don't know if, even know. Cam, do you want to go back to Europe? I do. I do. I think uh, I think World Superbike could be a pretty good fit for me. Um, so what's the plan? You know, getting to do that, getting to do that water <laughs> yeah. was pretty cool. A couple of years ago, uh, I just remember sitting on the grid next to Nikki and just being like, "Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing?" And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna it, ride it a bike. Cool seeing Johnny Ray up on the front row and uh, and Sykes and and a couple of other guys I've always looked up to. That was pretty cool. But you know, at the same time, I, I've, got, I've got such a good situation here. I'm, you know, I'm I get to come home after every race. I'm getting paid good. I all my guys are, are literally family to me now, just because I've been with Yamaha since 2000. Yeah, I signed on in 2011 to ride the 2012 season, and uh, and I've been with them ever since. So I have been too. They're family to me. So uh, it's a it, it's tough. It's tough. I think I would have to. I would have to. It would have to be a really good situation for me to, to leave what I have right now. We're talking about a million dollar uh, difference. That's what no, we're talking. We're talking cash that. money. I wouldn't say that. You got to keep the bikes you're racing. All the tools in the uh, in the holler <laughs> are now yours at the end of every season, and you have this great big sale. Okay. No, my my dream. My <laughs> that would dream be huge. <laughs> would be what? what? My total dream would be is to take my team to World Superbike and on Yamaha and uh, and go see what we could do because. Uh, because I got a lot of faith in those guys. They're definitely a world-class team. But, they're, uh, they're wrenching for you. They're happen. dialing you in. That's crazy. That would be that would be a, <laughs> a, a great dream and a, be great, a great test. Yeah, it. I think that would be very entertaining, and I think you could market that. I mean, them. we go back to when Cam rode with Mark Marquez and the rookies, right? Uh, the, 
09, I did one, one, one year of the World Championship yeah. in uh, the 125 class. And yeah, I was teammates with Marquez, and that was uh, that was a pretty that was a pretty cool experience just to kind of see what he's gone on and, and done now. And I mean, obviously he was uh, he was faster than me, but I beat him on a dirt track. <laughs> I did. It was a video game, granted, but still. You know what? It was programmed for him to win. I still kicked his title. I guess you got to take a win where you can get it. <laughs> of course you do. All right. I know that uh, we're behind you, but who are some of the other guys behind you? I mean, like Bell, Belzer, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone, you know, Bell, Alpine Stars. Uh, definitely my mom and dad for getting me to where where I am now. I can't thank them enough. My family, um, Yamaha, everyone. Everyone that's in my corner, definitely. Uh, the man above, for sure, for uh, for keeping us safe out there. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. You're a good man, Cam. Best of your brother, your whole family, for that matter. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of faith in your abilities. But more than anything, the way you walk after, the way you walk to, uh, and everything in between, man. You're living it right, and that's what it's all about. Keep doing Appreciate it, okay? Appreciate guys. Cam, thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me on. You see why he's one of my favorite interviews? We could have him on every single week, you know, have a different flavor, but that means he'd have to win every single week. He'd have to win number one and number two, like well, he did at Laguna. I guess the pressure's on him. Well, you're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, brought to you in part by Hicklin Power Sports. Look for Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, or online at hicklinpowersports.com. They've got Yamaha, by the way. They've got great brands that you can trust. They've got financing for each and every one of you, so you can ride that bike home, that try or four-wheeler they've got those side-by-sides you want to take a look at it go to uh, their website first and then head out and see them the only day they're closed days they're closed sunday and monday but they're open the balance of the week looking to help each and every one of you hicklin power sports growing for a reason there's proof in the pudding and it's proof in the people at hicklin power sports stay tuned more after this hi this is henry wild hey there and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, Go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!